Retro Rebel Gamecast episode 66 is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released every Friday, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. What's up? I wasn't sure if you could uh, hear my stomach growling over over that intro, uh, but it was. I don't know if the mic picked that up. Well, I just ate a Big Mac. They have so those there? I'm fine. Yeah, they're not as good, though, because they make them healthy. Is that healthier? Healthier. <laughs> mm. Healthy was the wrong uh, Yeah, healthier, I think, is relative. I can dig it. Um, it does sound worse, though. So you nailed that part. It's not as tasty. It's not as tasty. Not as tasty. Yeah. In name only, I guess. It's a Big Mac. Mm, true, yeah. true. Although the filet fish is bang on. See, but y'all eat. Y'all probably fan. make your fish fillets better there. So They do taste quite Do fresh. they come with chips? You... Do they come with chips? Is that a thing? Of course they come with chips. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gotta have them fries. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they do too here. But And I listened to a podcast the other day. Uh, it was a Malcolm Gladwell podcast where he went in and was... He basically did a story on how and why the McDonald's French fry had, doesn't no longer taste as good as it used to, like I guess in the late 80s, early 90s. And there was, or late 80s, there was this big... Uh, lawsuit, um, I guess, campaign against it, against the French fries because they were unhealthy because some guy ended up with a heart attack that had a billion dollars and decided he wanted to make a war against against McDonald's. And he won, essentially, and bullied them into changing the formula uh, and and of grease that they used to cook the fries in. And so now yeah, they taste yeah. like crap. Yeah, no, they're not as nice. I think they use... Uh... I think they use like maybe sunflower oil or rapeseed oil or something, but it's it's totally different. If you get fries from Five Guys Burgers and Fries, now that's yeah. what I'm talking about. They use peanut oil. They ain't messing around. They're like, if you've got a peanut allergy, you're gonna die right away. And that's right. You don't even come in here. Yeah, don't even come in here. We got peanuts. There's in like the door. peanut shells everywhere. Don't come in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it, they used to cook the the McDonald's fries in animal fat. And that's why they tasted better. And oh, I know, yeah. it makes it so much better. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with games. Welcome <laughs> to the Retro Rebel Gamecast. Uh, <laughs> so what have you been playing, Amanda? Uh, I've, I've been playing quite a bit. I've been playing quite a bit, actually. Yes. So I've, I've been playing some mobile that. games. Um, I, I recently downloaded a very popular game on Facebook called Design Home. And it's basically like you get a, a space, like a room, 
and you have to design the like do the interior design to the best of your ability and then the community votes on how your whether your design was better than another person's and it gets voted several hundred times and every time your design isn't picked it get, it gets voted down and every time it is picked the other one gets voted down um, and yours gets voted up so after about a hundred votes they have a pretty good indication of how good your design sense is but like you can design all sorts of like rooms like outdoor spaces indoor spaces bedrooms dining rooms like the whole thing and you have like this huge collection of like real life products that you can choose from and you know obviously I'm looking at buying a house here soon in the near future so it was kind of giving me it was kind of an interesting way to both play a game and spend some time thinking about you know design how you'd lay your house out exactly so it was quite cool and um so i I played a little bit of that then i briefly played a game called the surge it is a beautiful game on the xbox one it looks unbelievable um just the just the textures and stuff like that are really crisp the like um cut scenes like you could see beads of sweat on his face and they looked real like it was really really pretty however yeah. the gameplay was boring af oh my god oh <laughs> no I was so upset I was so upset because I was really enjoying like the way it looked and basically the premise of it is is you're a dude in a wheelchair. You go into this facility. They uh, put a rig on you that enables you to walk and stuff like that. And um, then when you come out of surgery, everybody's gone. Like there's nobody around. And just like there's sort of zombified versions of people that are wearing the same sort of rig that you're wearing. And not actual zombies, but it's like something's wrong with them and they're not like aware or anything like that. So anyway... You, it uses like a, a lock on targeted system uh, where you choose like the weak body points. So similar to um, Fallout, you have to like cycle through, except it seems to be all melee. Ooh. Which once you choose the once you choose the body part that you're quote unquote locked onto, then you're just smashing either right bumper or right trigger until you run out of stamina. And then you run off into a corner and heal yourself and then you go back and do it again. I don't know. If you die, like all your stuff like gets stays where you died. So then you've got to continually go back and try to kill whatever it is that killed you. So if you kind of wander off into a bad place and there's like lots of dudes around, then you can just kiss that stuff goodbye because you're never getting <laughs> it back. So <laughs> I don't know. That was the point where I was just like, because normally if I was playing a game and I and I like went through a path that you know wasn't panning out I would just choose a different right. path and go a different way and try to level up a bit or whatever this game kind of punishes you a bit for choosing the path there's no difficulty slider that I could find which is also annoying because I wanted to experience the story I really didn't want to die every like you know, 40 minutes, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I died a lot, but I died enough times for it to be annoying. Um, but it does have like kind of a cool power up and augment system. You have like a, like a laser arm that you use to chop off body parts to like repurpose them and stuff. It was a cool story, but after like the fourth time that I died and had to abandon my stuff because it was in the middle of like four guys and I couldn't see any way to get around it. I was just like, mm, kind of done right now. That's That sounds like such a wasted opportunity. It was be- like truly a nice looking game. Yeah. 
if you like kind of like Fallout 4 post-industrial wasteland kind of aesthetic it wasn't like 1950s or anything but that sort of like when you're out in the wasteland maybe like brotherhood of steel aesthetic a bit right it's kind of like that a bit um it was it was a nice game i think it's from a more indie publisher not like true indie but like maybe more on the fringe i don't know i i would say if you if you are better at games than i am like maybe if you played dark souls and didn't die tons of times then probably pick it up because you probably enjoy it. But it's right. very much like kind of a, a Dark Soulsy sort of thing. There's no difficulty slider. It is as hard as it is. Like there's kind of like puzzle elements and stuff. Um, and then the other game that I played is actually Telltale's The Walking Dead Final Season Episode 1. I haven't finished it. Don't ruin it. Uh, no spoilers. I'm caught on one part of it. I'm caught on one part of it and I've been caught on that part for over an hour. Um, and it's like a part where you're supposed to use like a combination of traps, stuns and kill shots to like kill a group of like four zombies, but they keep catching up to me, man. And then one comes around behind you and like eats your brain. And I don't appreciate that because <laughs> like, like they actually made it legitimately hard this time. Really? Yeah. Like, like you actually have to like think about it and like get them to run kind of through where the traps are and stuff and then stun one and then run away because the other one, like they'll, they'll be too close together and stuff. Like you actually have to do quite a bit more tactics than you did yeah. in, in any of the previous ones. Um, initial non-spoiler reactions. I think Clementine and AJ's relationship is really adorable. Like, um, Oh, good. You know, so so far. Spoiler alert: AJ made it. Well, that's not really a spoiler. It was in the trailer. So <laughs> that it was in the trailer, guys. No spoilers. That's it was true. In the trailer. That is true. No spoiler. Um. So so yeah. It, as you saw in the trailer, it's AJ and Clementine together, and what seems to be the whole point of this one is the type of person that you, the Clementine that you played, will teach AJ to be. So that it's quite interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, there's this one part and I just can't get past it. I've, I've probably died easily 20 times, like really like to the point where I rage, I rage quit and, and watched Bridget Jones baby yesterday. <laughs> and that brought you back down to, to baseline. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but uh, from what I've been seeing, so episode one is already released and, uh, in the UK, the full complete, like with apparently with all episodes is, uh, tw uh about 20 pounds. So it's going to be like maybe $28 US, $30 US, somewhere around there. Um, you can, you can buy it digital now. You can't buy it any other way yet. It doesn't, I don't think the, the regular versions are out yet. Um, from what I saw on Amazon, otherwise I would have ordered the regular version. Um, but apparently they, when you buy it, you get all of the, the versions of all the episodes, like just when they come out and the second episode is supposed to come out next week on Tuesday, I saw online. So I figured, yeah, I'll download it. I've got nothing else to do. So, but that probably segues into your news story, if I'm honest. <laughs> It absolutely does. It absolutely does. We'll come back to that because I, I made a note here in the notes, a note in the notes about that. So we will have to return to that because tragedy hath struck. Um, 
So I've uh, what I've been playing, um, as usual, uh, the two mainstays, foundation of my life, what keeps me sane uh, is Hearthstone and, and World of Warcraft. Um, with the new expansion, uh, and they just rolled out raids, I don't know, but I think I'm approaching the end of my life cycle with WoW, and it has nothing to do with the game. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, you know, the quality of it. I think it has to do with the fact that, you know, we've discussed it on as a topic on here, but I haven't played in an active guild in almost 10 years. And so, and, and that's saying a lot, especially considering how old this game is now. Um, but I haven't, I haven't played in an active guild in, in that long. I mean, I've been in a guild, but they haven't been active and we don't actively raid. Uh, and so I left that guild, have been looking for another one. And uh, this is the first expansion where being in a guild or or grouping and playing with others, they've really pushed the social component Which of the sucks game for, you for the you first time, me. maybe ever. <laughs> well, and I've played the game by myself forever, and, and that's the thing. It's like I was okay with that. I've I've I'm one of the few people that actually has really enjoyed playing the game by myself. I primarily play PVE, so you know I may jump into. Uh, a battleground sometimes or do something that requires other people but like many gamers it's like I, you know i didn't necessarily i don't i've gotten used to the fact that i don't have to have other people to play the game and have fun even though they make the world seem very lived in you know they make it seem alive and, and i appreciate that and, and like seeing other characters running around towns when i get in there because it makes it feel like a lived-in game I just don't need that person to help me do anything. <laughs> and maybe it's just my own issues. But I don't, I don't need you, man. Yeah, I, don't I don't need, need any you. of you. But thanks for being you. here. I'll go play by myself. That's right. <laughs> well, it's just because I've gotten used to it. I'm like, I'm just going to go be the Ronin warrior, just shaman, uh, wandering the countryside and solving people's problems as they have a yellow exclamation point over their head. Um, but... This is the first expansion where they've really pushed the social component. And so there are many, uh, they've, they've added all these features to help you get into groups. Uh, they've added a chat feature or like a voice chat feature. Um, so you can just write, jump in and voice chat with people in your groups. And, and that's always been like my least favorite thing. Because um, I just don't, you know, I just don't like talking to most people online that I've randomly met you can't uh, get off my lawn it's <laughs> exactly hashtag dad games um so you know it's you know most of the time it's like i they're annoying or something just so i have to mute them anyway i mean this goes all the way back to socom on like playstation 2 uh when i you know which way back are people still like um, that though because i really haven't ran into many people that don't know how a mic works still Right. And and before, I think it was just, I would, even back then, I'd be in my early 20s and I'd be playing SOCOM with a 10-year-old, you know. <laughs> well, and, that, and the that's 10-year-old every day, bro. Oh, I know. And, but back then, even with, on SOCOM, you could cheat like there to, like it was nobody's business. I mean, SOCOM was full of bugs and cheaters. And so you could hack it and shoot through, you know, a, a, a rock face and, and, and you would be completely behind the rock, the rock face, and get killed. And because uh, they just knew the, they could exploit all the, all the cheats in the game. And, and I didn't know them because I thought I was in there with my my buddies, 
and we're running a, a fire team and I'm we're getting sniped by some jerk that knows all the the cheats and stupid it just wasn't hacking. fun stupid hacking get off my lawn <laughs> hashtag off my lawn. um but anyway all that to say is they've made it very social and so if you if you don't have that component kind of built in or if, and and I've actively tried to find another guild and can't um and so you know I if it continues this route, I love the story. I thought that they this is the first time they've done a really good job on the story where the story was vital to what's going on. It's like usually you had to to dig to get the actual story. And this time it really feels like a lived in world where the story means something. Uh, and they're trying to weave this narrative uh, where it seems to be a much bigger part of the game. And I and I love games like that. And so this is right up my alley, unfortunately. It's coupled with the social component, and I just don't have that network. You know, none of my friends that I played, it's kind of like everybody that you maybe you played City of Heroes with. If you're the last person playing City of Heroes and all your friends aren't playing it anymore, well, you know, it, it just makes it a little bit more difficult. That is sad. It is a little. We'll or have to insert fallen heroes. Exactly. Let's uh, insert uh, sad music here. We'll do that in post. Um, but anyway, so, uh, you know, it may be the end. I don't know. After this expansion, once I finish the story, uh, I may, uh, you know, I may have to hang up the the pauldrons. We'll see. Uh, oh, my God. You said pauldrons. Dork. I did. I was trying to think of something I could hang up, uh, like the war boots or something. What does shaman Definitely. wear? But they, we all wear pauldrons. Pauldrons. Wow. wow. Also, hashtag nerd. Um <laughs> Well, it is a gaming podcast. I don't think anybody's surprised. No, or, or disappointed. They're actually yeah. like, you know, fist bump right there. Nice, nice word. Name drop. Uh, Hearthstone, uh, you know, released the expansion a few weeks ago. And right now they're doing a special. By the time you hear this, it's probably going to be gone already. But they were giving away a card. Uh, they were doing a, a uh, if you win five tavern brawls. Uh, it's, it's all in the theme of the Frozen Throne. So if you do five, win five tavern brawls, you get 300 gold, um, which was a pretty nice little perk and, and uh, was was a fun take on everything because basically what you could do is choose a, a hero and, or you can still do it right now as of this recording, but uh, you choose a hero and all the heroes are in their um, Death Knight form. So have you played it or played against the Death Knights? I mean, you did it probably in the expansion or in the uh, solo quest. Did you ever do that? Yeah, maybe. Probably. I don't remember. Yeah, because you had you tried to kill the Lich King, and maybe you did. Oh, yeah, I King. did get the Lich King because I'm a winner. Yeah, you're yeah. me winner. That's right. <laughs> Rub it in, why don't you? Yeah. Uh, I still don't have that card. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anyway, you get to pick between all the characters, and you can play as their uh, Death Knight form. And so, I, I mean, I have... Jaina's and so I have that card and I I'm used to that one and I kind of like her skill set once you become a death knight so that actually didn't take very long uh, to win those five games but uh, you get 300 gold and that's that's a big deal and and um, you know I think that's the most that they've ever given for a quest but uh, so I've been do I've been playing that a little bit but what I've been playing most is Spider-Man um, I will probably have that game finished uh, I'll finish it this week. Um, I've been able to actually sit down and play it a lot more and play it over the weekend. 
Uh, it is, and, and I think it's a game that you could finish in about 20 hours pretty easy. Right. Uh, I have taken a lot more time because for the first time ever, and I think I may have mentioned this last time, I actually am really enjoying the side quests. And I'm really enjoying the collecting. And everything has a purpose. And so right now, um, in the story, I've figured out who the villain, the actual main villain is. Uh, I've run across a few of the, you know, Spider-Man and Batman probably have the best rogues galleries in their respective worlds. In DC versus, you know, I mean, Batman just has great villains, but so does Spider-Man. And it seems like almost every big villain, for the most part, was probably one of Spider-Man's... I mean, I'm trying to think of... Even if they were somebody else's, like the Kingpin, or... Uh, oh, man. Uh, trying to think of another one that kind of crosses over a little bit to... You know, X-Men or something like that. Well, you just get to see a number of these villains. You get to see some of the more obscure ones. You get to see shout-outs to some villains that they couldn't put in here, but... Uh, but they still wanted to to show them somehow in the game. Lots of Easter eggs for other games. Lots of really awesome Easter eggs in general. Like I said, you get to see the Sanctum Sanctorum. You get to see the Avengers building. You see damage control. You see... And all this stuff you can... I mean, basically... Spoiler alert. Sorry. Late, late to the game. Um, oh, shame on you. Well... These, yeah. So if you if you don't want any other spoilers, uh, let us know how bad I've ruined your life in the comments. But then also don't listen to this next thirty seconds. Um, the uh, you know they just have a number of buildings that that kind of that lets you that lets you in on this is a bigger world and the idea that maybe there's this is a shared universe, a shared gaming universe. Um. Which is cool because it, it, it seems like they are at least leaving the door open so that they can um, add other games that kind of cross over so they can have an MCU and then also have a gaming universe as well. So they have the cinematic universe and a gaming universe and they seem to, uh, to kind of overlap a little bit. And I think that's awesome. Uh, I think that and they're, they're doing a good job by letting, letting the game companies do their own thing, create their own universes. And uh, Insomniac just knocked it out of the park. I mean, if you if you had a PlayStation, if you only had a PlayStation, like I said... I mean, I, I, that's unlikely to happen. Just... <laughs> We're just going to keep rubbing it in then. Do it. I've Let's got three it. games that I am I'm more than happy to, once all of this is obsolete, give it to you just so you can... Oh, enjoy good. Wait, wait until it's all obsolete and then give me things. And then, that's what everybody wants. <laughs> Out of date presents. That's See? right. Every who doesn't? You know who doesn't want that? Um, Spider Man. If you haven't played it, go play it. And if you haven't come back to listen yet, come back and listen. Uh, no more spoilers. So, well, that brings us to game news. Which, as we said, uh, there was a uh, a little a nice little segue there with. With Telltale's uh, last, or the, the 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 last iteration, the last um, edition of of uh, The Walking Dead, and that the price point was set, and there's episodes. Now, my question to you is: with this news that I'm about to drop, which I'm sure at this point, and by the time people listen to this, they will have already heard this. 
But did did they mention how many episodes there would be once you paid the full twenty to twenty eight dollars? Uh, so you get the first one. I think there are five episodes total, so four more to come. The second one's supposed to be out next week. Well, they said that, but did you hear that they are actually going to stop after the second episode? I don't think that's funny. It's not. I think well, people will lose their bloody minds. I would agree with you, but what I have heard, and again, we'll have to confirm this, uh, which I may try to confirm this in the middle of me confirming it with you, but, uh, Telltale is is supposedly not going to be able to complete all five episodes. That it will end after the second episode. That's not okay. No, it's really not okay because I'll tell you why. Yeah, they are selling the full game. That's they're selling the full game. This is what I was. uh, This is kind of what I was getting at. Is the let's see, uh, episode two will be released. Episode two will be. The other two or three episodes are in limbo. So there is no guarantee that the rest of them will be released at, you know, at any point. So the fact that people paid full price for this game, which full price for a Telltale game is about $19 with without tax uh, in the States. And it's usually about five bucks an episode. And, and I think if you buy the full package, then you get kind of like an episode free. Or like four, or it drops it to like four bucks an episode. Yeah, it's not okay. Like it's really. It's not okay, and I think it's awful, and I, and I don't understand it because I think, as you said, they're. I mean, they're they're selling it as a normal game, but they're also, as far as I knew, these were critical and and financial successes. I don't. I didn't feel like because they're they're still finishing the Minecraft story mode. Um. There aren't any resources left to work on The Walking Dead. So maybe once they're finished with Minecraft story mode, they'll go back in and uh, finish The Walking Dead. Here's the thing. Like, let's take any other game. Yeah. What other game do you buy and there's no ending? Like, none. So they can't, now that they've sold it to people... What are they going to do? Just refund people that bought it and say like, oh, sorry that we've, we've sold you a game without an ending. Right. Like, that's that's really why I purchased it. Because I was like, they either have to finish it or they have to give me back my money. But like one way or another, they've either got to, you know, they because people aren't going to be right. okay with the fact that they paid 20 quid to have no ending. So I feel like they've either got to finish it or everybody that bought it is just going to get a refund because they have to, like, it's not, there's no, it would be like going to see a movie and after 30 minutes it just stopped and they were like, okay, bye. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or it just, and it ends. It doesn't even tell you anything. It just ends. And that's when the lights come on and you're like, what? So, that's what they're doing, and it's not all right. It is essentially what they're doing. They're gonna they're gonna end it right in the middle of the movie, and so I don't I don't know how they're going to do this or go about doing this. To me, I just don't see how they could end it without actually finishing it or wrapping it up in some way. But then the you know then then you have the problem of the money. How do you get the money either back to the people or how do you justify the price point? You're gonna have to come out with more episodes. So. 
I don't know how they're going to go about doing. Yeah, I think if they're, I think they have to refund us. They have to refund us if they're not going to finish the game. That's just because technically we've already paid you the money to make it. Right. You know, everybody that's bought it in advance, we've already bloody paid for it. Well, so I think that I, that I poses it. a huge. This is a huge issue, a huge question in that the the model that Telltale created, uh, I think is. I think other games have kind of jumped on that those particular coattails by with these um, DLC packages and, and and season passes because the essentially Telltale has that is the model you know you buy the game but essentially what you're buying is the season pass because it's the promise that you're going to get three to five more you know total episodes. And so, but you don't get them right off the bat. You know, I mean, you may have to wait months to get it. Like with the Batman game, you had to wait months to get from the first episode to the last episode. It took months for them all to release. And so you might play the game. It takes you two hours. You got to wait, you know, two months to get the next one. So you just wait. And a lot of people would wait until the end and then buy the whole game once everything had been released. Which, you know, I mean, I understand that as well, because who likes to really play just a portion of the story and then have to wait? I mean, it was almost like reading comic books, uh, but that's how comic books have always been. You read the story, it takes you 10 minutes to read the comic book, and then you have to wait till the next month or at least two weeks. But for like, do they issue. ever just not finish it? Like, I really feel like that doesn't really happen that often. Like, if ever. I don't know that it's ever and happened. You haven't, you haven't bought the comic book in advance. It's not like you're on a comic book subscription plan. Like, right, You right. know what I mean? Like, you buy it when it comes out. See, this is the thing. This is my number one criticism of their model, is that it's all well and good until something like this happens. Mm -hmm. And then it just shows that this isn't the way to, to do things. It's not the way to do things. And they may not, no one may ever be able to. Because this was on good faith. You know, essentially, you people would give them money on the good faith that they're going to complete the job. And so, I mean, I just can't help but think that they're somehow going to finish the story. It may be subpar because they only have, a, you know, a skeleton crew working on it, uh, that it's going to take much longer to complete. Um, but, you know, in the end, I just don't see how they can not complete it. But if they don't complete it, like you said, I mean, this is the problem with this model, and this may have made it to where no one can ever do this again, or at least until we forget. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like if they don't complete it, they've got to give us their money back, like for the whole thing, like because you basically told us a story, you never told us the end. Like, I'm sorry, but that's not okay. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the to a second story, which I thought was um, more of an upper. And less of this downer business that we that we started in, where uh, it looks like I believe Naughty Dog is is hiring a number of Telltale employees that have been laid off, and so they're kind of scooping them up, and and uh, I'm sure a number of very talented people who were out of a job for a few days were picked up by a healthy company, and one that that actually you know. Uh, is still doing some really awesome creative and and uh, awesome and creative things, you know. So Naughty Dog, you know, the publisher or the uh, uh, the company that that created the 
Nathan Drake, Uncharted franchise, uh, picked up picked up a number of these Telltale employees. So I think that's uh, that's good. That's a positive, right? Yeah, look, not bad. I like to, yeah, I like to think that that's a that is an a, a silver lining, maybe maybe a uh, a rainbow. It sounds like they might have better job security with a traditional publisher then. Right. You know? Yeah. With with Naughty Dog, yeah. With Telltale, I would have thought that there was no way. I mean, I just thought that they were doing well. But I guess that's... You never know. You know, you never know. You know. Um, PlayStation Classic was announced. Um, and uh, it has some of its own issues. I don't even know that I would want the PlayStation uh, one the original playstation if i could it i feel like it's almost not retro enough and it's that transition between uh you know the playstation 2 and the x-bone or the xbox the original xbox uh and and uh maybe the n60 or the uh gamecube where the graphics weren't all that great um the i don't i mean i'm sure i know there were good games on the playstation one um Besides Final Fantasy Seven, but I just don't know. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I can't think of one. I feel like I feel like it's hard to call it retro when most of the PS ones people have still work. Right, exactly. It's like you, you know, <laughs> yeah. most of them. It's not <laughs> like not you've got a Nintendo and you'd have had to replace some of the copper parts or just to get it to you know turn on. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I don't. I'm not planning on picking this one up. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting that they've announced it. I think they're getting on the bandwagon. Sony does some... Nintendo does strange things, but so does Sony. They just do different strange have things. You, have you gotten this PS Now thing? I have not. I have not. Although now you can download directly to your to your console, though. Mm, yeah, that's what I saw. And people were saying that it's got like old like ps2 games and stuff on it as well yeah and i saw that and i think that's awesome you know it might it might be worth it especially if i can kind of bundle it into my yearly whatever uh the subscription is for you know ps plus which i have and and uh you know and i get i've downloaded a number of games off of that i mean it's the same thing as your xbox gold now but mm-hmm. i feel like i don't want old crappy hardware in my house anymore you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> good hardware only. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm a yeah. hardware snob. The only, the only game that I can think of that I would have wanted from maybe the PS2 era, the only games maybe, are the ones that I actually think I've already bought. Like, I bought um, uh, uh, Chrono Trigger. I bought Chrono Trigger, but that, that actually came out on, like, Super Nintendo. Um, and then I also bought, uh, on, or I still have the actual disc for, uh, Knights of the Old Republic one and two. So those are the only ones I can really think of off the top of my head that I would even go back and play. And Knights of the Old Republic is so buggy. It's almost not worth playing if it wasn't such a good game, Hmm. but that's, that's just me. Uh, the last piece of news that I wanted to talk about was this, uh, you know, loot box controversy. Um, but before I get into that, uh, because that kind of segues nicely into our actual main topic, 
you had a piece of news that, that you were going to share. Yeah, so it, it actually segues into your news. So the online casino, Casumo, um, did a study recently looking at the percentage increase in the value of rare and nostalgic video games. Um, and it was a piece featured in the Daily Star talking about if you go through your attic and you find unopened copies of original games, um, what are what are some of the like highest valued ones? So um, Superman on the Atari 2600, um, if you had 21 unopened copies of that, you'd have uh, half a million pounds and you could buy a pretty damn nice house in London at a uh, 97,000% return on investment. It would have only cost you $630 in 1990 when it came out. Um, 1991 Nintendo Campus, um, that one's... Uh, 2,200 US or 22,000 US dollars if you have a unsealed copy of Nintendo's Campus Challenge. Um, 1988 Sega Mega Drive version of Tetris is going for 12,000 pounds, so uh, somewhere around 22,000 wow. US dollars, maybe a little less. A mint condition version of Atari 2600 game Air Raid from 1982 is 25,000 pounds, so 30-ish, 34. And like the Campus Challenge one, for example, they were saying that uh, if you had had bought it, it was under $30 at the time. So to get a uh, a a $70,000 or 70,000% increase is just unbelievable. But they're saying if you got unsealed games, like you actually took them out and played them, then they're not worth as much. Uh, A normal unsealed copy of Super Mario Brothers from the NES is only worth about $200 US. So it's a huge difference if you kept it in the box, but they're saying people are going into their attics and they're finding, you know, things that they got as a present from, you know, some aunt or uncle and they weren't excited about it. So they never played it at the time. And if they didn't take it out of the package, you know, you could buy a car with that. So go and look if you've got any old Atari games or any Super yeah. NES games or any Sega Mega Drive games. Um, I don't know. I don't think the, the Mega Drive came over to the US. I think that's more UK. But um, if you've got any of those other games new in box, uh, you could be paying off your next car with a video game sale. Uh, and they do recommend right. that people um, go and see uh, actual video game like collectors and stuff like that. Because if you list it on eBay and obviously, you know, eBay takes a cut, but more so you, you may not be able to get the full value. Whereas if you go and get a value at an actual collector, they may buy it off you and you'll make, you know, much more top dollar than that. So that's my news. Wow, okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, if you have that, man, you could be rich. I know that Daniel has uh, a few copies of some of those games, but doesn't have, like, the unsealed version. Um, I think he's got a few of them with the actual original box and and book. Um, Like, I think the Campus Challenge one. I think he's looked for that one. Yeah, if if you've got the box and book, you'll get more, right. but if it's unsealed, then you'll get obviously the most amount of money, but you know, box and book makes a huge difference as yeah. well. Uh, well that, that segues into uh, nicely into our last bit of news and then into our topic where 
we the loot box controversy has not stopped and and over in in uh, across the pond in europe finland now is looking into loot boxes as as gambling belgium has already basically thrown down the gauntlet as they say uh, you know in in elizabethan times thrown down the gauntlet and said basically we uh, you know we're, this is gambling and uh, they are going to take ea uh, to court over this uh and so finland is looking bloody well they should as they should yeah i mean if this is the case and you're just going to say well and this is essentially what ea has said we make too much money uh go ahead and fight us on it you know i mean we we and i think their actual quote had something in it about you know this made us five we made 500 million dollars off of this last year so we're not going to take it out you know, <laughs> so and this is about FIFA. I love they're sending mistaken. it to a country. Like, how dare you? Like, you are right. just a company, and you're telling a whole sovereign nation to f off. How dare you? I oh yeah, they get squished yeah. like the bugs they are. I hope so too. This is this is bad, bad, bad publicity. And unfortunately, there's so many games that are tied to EA. Um, and I'm. I want to say Activision Blizzard is a subsidiary of EA. Am I mistaken in that? Or is that correct? Oh, God, I don't remember. They've all merged so much over the yeah, past I, few years. Really I know, they have all that. merged. And, um, I'm hoping that's not the case, because I remember when Activision Blizzard kind of, uh, when they when they fused uh, that, I was worried about, I guess, the standard that, that Blizzard more or less had set. Uh, for themselves that they you know they never really put in put out any kind of dates for anything or release dates because they release a game and they've said it themselves they release a game when it's ready and so uh, i was worried that ea was going to try to get them to churn out stuff and and lower the just lower the production quality overall overall quality quality of everything so but that hasn't happened yet. That is a concern. I feel like EA is like... You know, it, they definitely, <laughs> I think, put the emphasis on the wrong things. I mean, they're trying to say, you know, that you have to be always online, that, that uh, in-game transactions are necessary, that the single-player, uh, you know, mode is dead. And, you know, a lot of these pub- publishers and game uh, game companies are saying the same thing when that's just absolutely not true. The Spider-Man uh, game... God of War, uh, you know, the Fallout series, all of these just show you that that's just literally not the case. Uh, That, in fact, not only is it not the case, but it's, these are the most popular games uh, in terms of like, or as popular as, you know, Call of Duty or some of these other games that still sell millions of copies. Spider-Man has broken all kinds of records in terms of sales. And it's a it is a console exclusive. So it's not like Call of Duty that is sold on everything. It's only sold on PlayStation and is, you know, making bank. So there is a market for it. You just have to make good ones. And that's the problem is that takes time and effort. And, and these companies just aren't doing that. Or they want the easy way out. They wanna, yeah, I think they don't want to make that time a game anymore because it's, you know, complex and, and all sorts. It's easier to make. Well, and they feel like they get their money at the front end and then don't get any more money and they need more money. And that's just greedy. And I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. It's, it's in bad. It's not okay. (laughs) It is. Oh, I get fired up about it. So 
uh, not a fan of that, and um, still always going to be a little bit leery on on in-game transactions. But that really segues nicely into our topic about parental controls and how how we go about it. And even if you don't have, well, all of us should have parents, and we shouldn't really have to be uh, controlling our parents. But some of you may be parents, and you need to know or have a, some sort of strategy as to how you might protect your kids from certain things. And you know, over the years, there have been many controversies that uh, that parents have had to deal with. But you know, just going back to maybe the time, let's 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 go back to a, a simpler time. God, a simpler when, time. A simpler time where. Uh, where the, the worst thing that parents really had to worry about, maybe for the most part, uh, again, outside of the game Custer's Revenge, which just had really awfully rendered pixelated dongs in it, <laughs> um, was blood. Blood in the game. And so you have uh, you have games like uh, Mortal Kombat Mortal that, Kombat. Uh, depending on the system that you bought it on, was the first game really to introduce something really controversial like blood, at least in that from that perspective, because I don't think it was the first game to actually have blood in it. I believe Splatterhouse came out before it. God, what a name that is. And was, wow. Well, yeah. And the funny thing about Splatterhouse is Splatterhouse was basically a, a just a complete ripoff of Jason Voorhees and the Friday the 13th franchise. It's a complete ripoff in that the main character wore a, a hockey mask, right? Ran around with a machete and cut everything up. But you play it as that character. Ah, oh, what I've always <laughs> wanted. Right. Well, you know, I mean, and, and basically, it was just a horror game. But as much as a horror game can be on, you know, the Sega Genesis, um, it did not come out on Nintendo because of Nintendo's Disney esque wholesome vibe, where you know. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, on the Super Nintendo, you didn't really get, you didn't get the blood option uh, on, I think on the Sega was the only, I think Sega was, Sega may be the only console that, that it, that uh, Mortal Kombat released on at first. I know I had it on Sega, uh, but I, but this is, this brings me to my point. My parents had no idea about that game. No idea. They had no idea that you could see blood. They also didn't care. Right. So when it was all said and done, you know, I would just put in the code and I could see the blood if I wanted to. It didn't really affect me. It was no big deal. I mean, that, I, I had seen it already in the arcades, so it wasn't, you know, it was just kind of cool to be able to play it at home. Right. Yeah. Arcades were a thing, kids. Um, but I'd seen, I'd seen it in the arcades, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But also, the first Mortal Kombat was kind of shite, you know. Um, it was not... I mean, of all the fighting games, it was, to me, it was probably the least fun, most blocky, most stiff uh, of the games. And, and, I mean, like, people jumped, and when they jumped, it's like their knees didn't even bend, you know? And, I don't know. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't all that realistic, so the fake blood really wasn't that big of a deal. Fast forward now, and, and, you know, really the only thing that kept you from buying a game like that was... Whether or not you had the money, you know, there wasn't a check. There wasn't a check at the at the cash register for the most part of what your age was, even if there was there was a push for that to be the case. So in your mind, like, what do you think 
Well, have you ever experienced anything like this where you had, uh, you know, you were going to play a game or um, there was a restriction on a game that that maybe was not enforced when you went to purchase it? I mean, (laughs) we're going to start getting into uh, Amanda's childhood territory. Um, uh, uh, Tell you about, um, I was homeschooled, mate, so (laughs) no. Say no more. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't get to play any games until I was much, 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 much older. I think I think the first time I ever played a game was probably like Duck Hunt, and I was probably like 14, and it was actually my uncle's console. Really? So, yeah, and I didn't have my own console until... I was 18 and it was a Super Nintendo that I got from my cousin because he got a much better game at the time. Um, (laughs) So then I had like the Star Wars game with Leia and the little outfit. I like that one. Um, Very nice. But uh, so I would say in answer to your question, no, I didn't experience this because I didn't experience any games when I was younger. My parents' parental controls were so extreme that gaming was just not even an option yeah and because i didn't have this is gonna sound sad i don't mean it to sound sad but i didn't have any friends growing up so um i didn't know about games until i know stop look i'm not saying it to be a sad sack i'm just like that's just (laughs) the reality yeah you wanted to take a trip down amanda's sad memory lane there you go that's right come join Come join my sad world in Warcraft. <laughs> oh, it is pretty sad. But um, yeah, no. So that that would be why I didn't experience yeah. it because it what there wasn't there wasn't anything to experience. I didn't have any friends, so there was nobody to tell me about games that my parents wouldn't have liked me to see. Um, I can say like the probably the closest I got to like parental right. controls on media was just around like TVs. And stuff, and my parents were really strict. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons or anything. So, you know, I what? Y- yeah. So, so how was the world when Amanda got to get out into it? Look, I was a holy terror. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah, the world was my oyster, and I was gonna do all the things. <laughs> I like. Oh my goodness, what? I know. I know, right? So I was like, oh, my God, you can do this and you can do this and you can do this. Anything I want. I know. It was, yeah, it was dangerous. It was mind blowing, man. It was mind blowing. Yeah, um, so, yeah. No, I didn't experience that. But I imagine that you probably had friends growing up. So why don't you tell the viewer something less sad? Well, I had, <laughs> had a few more than you did. <laughs> um, like, oh, I hate my Growing life. up. Uh, <laughs> so pathetic. <laughs> Uh, but, but to be completely honest, none of our friends had a parent that was, um, that was really in the know. And I think that was the time no one really knew. No, the parents weren't really paying attention to that stuff. It was only a very small subsect, I think of parents that they were the the loudest, but also I think a very small percentage of, at least in my experience, there may have been more of them. I just didn't experience any of them. I never had a, a problem. Uh, you know, the, the worst you know, the, or the, I say the worst, I don't want to use that as a term. Uh, the, the most restrictive experience I ever had was during a, during a, uh, an actual, uh, birthday party. I had purchased a, an Ewok 
and I think he was a witch doctor Ewok. I don't know. A witch doctor Ewok. It's not like they really gave a lot of backstory to the Ewoks. So when you buy one of the action figures to give at a freaking birthday party, they don't really... I mean, there's just maybe a little bit of backstory. You didn't get it from the movies. I can tell you that much. So when I gave it to the kid, the the parents were like, thank you for the gift, but we can't accept this because, you know, that's a witch doctor and, and that's against our religion. <gasps> the Ewok is a witch doctor. Well, that's what they, what? that's what they said. I think he just wore like some animal skull on his head. You know, if you remember from the, uh, from the, uh, return of the Jedi, there was like one of the leaders wore like this bird thing on top of his head. He had like a bird skull. That doesn't make him a bloody witch doctor. Oh my God. uh, Look, my, my parents had equally stupid reasons. I will tell you like, (laughs) well, that is pretty stupid. I added him to my own collection. So it was like, thanks, kid. You know. <laughs> so you won in the end. <laughs> thanks, like, kid, for the cool toy your parents saw. <laughs> right. thanks for, thanks for, I love buying myself gifts, Mom. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, but that that was kind of the, the strictest thing. And that was that's the birthday party I never went back to. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so as growing up, I never really experienced this. But as a, as a parent, I've become much more aware. And I'm like, well, I know what I listened to and did. It's not like I want to keep my parent or my kids from doing the same, but I am aware. And I think because of my interests in technology and my interests, I mean, I, I, I'm not any less interested in right. some of the things I did as a kid now. You know, I still enjoy reading some comic books. I love going to movies. I, I um, kind of, I mean, I still listen to music and, and still find new artists all the time. And so I'm aware of what's going on. Maybe not completely. But I know for the most part what's good and what's not. What's good, you know? Right. You're hip with the kids. I'm hip. <laughs> I'm cool. Um, <laughs> I just oh I, I hear the 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 clicks off uh, for this for this podcast uh, across the world. They like click click. <laughs> when you said you were hip, I'm sorry. We all went oh groan, groan. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> even have to groan. They said groan. Yeah. yeah. So. See, I think that's the thing, like, so it here's my perception on my childhood is that my parents didn't have any, like, friends of their own outside of the church and, like, a couple guys my dad worked with at work. So, like, the church has quite a powerful propaganda mechanism for its own members. So if one of the members of, like, the Southern Baptist Association gets a bee in their bonnet about... Mortal Kombat, for example, then they'll distribute pamphlets that make their way all the way down to the church members. So that was kind of the sort of thing that kept me from experiencing lots of stuff as a kid is because somebody higher up in the organization would decide that something was not okay. And my parents, although they're not sheep, they didn't know for themselves. They're like, oh, if somebody that I trust says that it's bad, then it's bad. It's kind of like reviews on Amazon, you know, like, if it's got one star and a hundred people hated it, then are you really going to take your chances? So that's why I didn't get to experience a lot of things. But I will say like, even as an adult, I feel like kind of what you consume becomes like a part of you. So there are some things that even I won't watch now because I just don't want those residual, I don't know, themes and memories in my head. 
you know, because like it never leaves you. So I just, I don't like, like to, I would, what, what would be an example of you, if you don't mind? Like I, I'm curious. like the movie hostel, for example, I've never watched it. Okay, fair and enough. to me, because me yeah, I travel a lot. Like I, I travel budget and all sorts. And like, I just don't, I don't want to ruin my own sense of comfort when I'm kind of out and about in the world right. by thinking that somebody, you know, is, is going to do that. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't tend to watch a lot of horror movies either. Like I don't, I don't like to watch anything where children are being harmed because I just think that's like horrible. And like, I don't care even if the bad guy gets it in the end, like it was just horrible anyway. So I don't, you know, I don't need to fill my head with that. So that's the sort of stuff that I just generally stay away from. 100%, 100% agree. Yeah. I, I won't watch that. I, I've never watched that movie for the same reasons. Um, also, it had already ruined my idea of what a hostel was. Like, without having ever stayed in one, I'm like, well, they all must have people that are definitely just staking it out to kidnap me, to murder me, because I'm an American. You know, that, and naturally, that is what happens. Oh, and yeah. It's my luck that out of the ten, <laughs> the, the one where they're actually doing that is the one I would stay in. <laughs> nope. Yeah, but you, like, you would be super easy to, like, pick out of a crowd. I'm sorry, but, like, you're still, like, a loud American, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like... If you lived in Europe for a while, oh, you like, yeah. I don't know, you kind of blend in with the crowd. Yeah. You know, we're not trying to make a scene up in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I'm definitely not. Uh, I'll have to take my American flag bandana off when I get over there. So. Oh, my God. Please don't wear one. <laughs> my brother came over to visit. He like wore a cowboy hat the whole time. And I was like, it looks cute on you. But also I am cringing so hard inside right oh, now. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> now, now, unfortunately, I don't know what I would wear that would give me away. It would be something. But I don't mm-hmm. have anything that necessarily, maybe, maybe like a t-shirt that says, uh, you know, uh, Austin City Limits. Yeah. That would be like the most American thing that I have that I actually own, I think, um, t-shirt wise. You know what? I don't think it's really the clothes. It's a lot, the volume, like the volume of your speech. Well, see, and I don't. Because I- people here are quite quiet. So like, even if you were just like, Hey honey, come look at this. Like, I swear to God, I can hear that across the room. If another American's there, I'm like, I've got like spidey sense. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, you know what? I'd like the opportunity to, uh, prove you right. Well, you're more than welcome. uh, We've got a guest room. One day. You you can come over. It's fine. uh, One day. It's cheap. Yeah. See, I, one day I would have to figure that out because I definitely, uh, I do want to come. I have wanted to visit. And so, and if, if me and my wife, my wife wants to go to, um, Italy, uh, but, um, Oh, Italy is the best, the best. Do you know how much it costs to get to Italy from London yet? Nuh-uh. 60 bucks See, that's for two people ridiculous. with return. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, we just got to get over there. So you can I, we've been four times. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Well, um, and now in terms of, of <laughs> which segues nicely back to uh, parental control, which <clears throat> nowadays the biggest concerns, like what, what would you say the biggest concerns are? Because in my opinion right now it is the microtransaction. So would you say the microtransaction is the biggest concern or is there something else you think that, that parents really need to be aware of? Um, I, I'd say microtransactions are like, quite damaging if you haven't yet developed like 
your own sense of moderation. So I would say, you know, some kids have a pretty good sense of their own moderation. Yeah. And if you have the conversation and say like, look, it's okay if you want to buy something, it supports the game and the people that made it and stuff like that. And if you'll enjoy the game more, that's fine. But let's talk about it and how much it costs. Like, that's fine. But like, um, like shame cycling and buying like hundreds of gems and whatever to just do one more thing and just one more thing. That's the sort of addictive behavior that I think is dangerous. Um, I would say... Beyond that, I think some of the games with adult themes, like The Witcher, are probably worth having a conversation about. You know, like, it's not bad. And, you know, lots of things are part of the human experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can, obviously, it should be part of games. But I think you need to talk about it. And I think even some, like, fighting games, like, sometimes, like, I feel like the women are wearing like ridiculously impractical clothing. And I feel like it's fine to play a game like that, but maybe have a conversation about how Chun-Li in real life would be wearing that. And there's reasons for that. You know, like no one at the gym is wearing an outfit because people need support and all sorts. You don't think Cammy would have on uh, a green thong unitard nope <laughs> I and, and, and military boots i do not and i just i think that's the sort of stuff and i think that parents shouldn't be afraid of games because they're they're no more uh harmful than any other sort of media but like if it's something that you yourself would really think twice about watching on television then maybe it's something you should really think twice about letting your kid do it like you know I think some of the right. horror survivor horror games and stuff, I feel like some of them are a worth a discussion. Like, is it really necessary to play something that's going to give you nightmares? Like I'm a grown adult and I know things will give me nightmares. Like, you know, <laughs> right. uh, they, they do a video game about a financial crisis, man. I'm going right. to be up for weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and I think on top of that, I think, what parents should do or could do is uh, they shouldn't be afraid of it. They should kind of do their own research, but they've been saying that for decades. You know what I think for the lazy parent, what you just have to do is take the time to put some sort of check or balance between the access to purchases in game purchases and the ability to actually do it. So you can access it. You can look it up. If, if you've got a kid that's playing Fortnite, like my son does, uh, he has right now he's got a button that he can push that because he's on my account. I haven't created his own, but he has a button he can push and it will buy it. And there's no password needed. He doesn't have to do. And that's stupid. Um, just to throw it out there. Uh, I know that it's stupid, but I do also trust him and he comes and talks to me and I get an email immediately when there's a purchase. So as soon as it's purchased, I know. And there, there was only one time that I've been like that. I was notified and I was notified before the purchase had been downloaded. It was like the email got to me. I was at work and I immediately called my wife and I said, look, did Bus just buy something? That's my son's nickname. Did he just buy something? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I told him he could because of this, that or the other. He had done some chores, made some money. <laughs> the money that he made just uh, happened to come directly out of my account. Ah, uh, nice. Right. And so your wife is a clever woman, clever woman. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, uh, but I was like, okay, well you got, we've got to, you know, I just needed to know, but I trust him. However, you, 
some kids, like you said, have that don't have that impulse control and might not come to the parent and might not ask before they go and purchase it. So there needs to be some sort of check. And the good thing is, is if you as a parent have gone in and created a profile for your kids, you will realize it is super extensive. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have to put in, there are multiple checks. There's no way that a kid could actually go and buy anything. Uh, even if there's a credit card attached because there's multiple, there's multiple checkpoints to get to there. Uh, there's also multiple ways that you can be protected. Um, that, you know, you won't just necessarily interact with somebody, you know, that could be, have a, a, a an interaction online that could be damaging, you know. So, you know, meeting adults uh, or, you know, just having predators online. Uh, there are a lot of checks. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't tend to talk to people. But, yeah, that's another thing is like right. just who are they talking to. Right. And and, and with, with some of these uh, – some of these games that have it built in or, you know, discord was one of those, you know, that my son and his friends would use and, you know, he's under 12. And so most of the friends that he meets or talks to online are under 12 years old. Uh, but unfortunately that's not the only people that are on there. So having some sort of check on that as well. And then I guess ultimately have an active role <laughs> in your kids, you know, interactions and what they do, you know, uh, there isn't an easy way around that. It's kind of like, Right now, there's no easy way to get into shape. It takes work. Uh, and the same thing goes for your kids. So there's nothing wrong with any of these mediums. Like you said, these th these uh, gaming as an entertainment, uh, as, a, as a choice for entertainment, absolutely nothing wrong with it. In fact, I think that you and I would agree, and I think many others also would be able to argue that gaming is one of those mediums that has where you have such agency over your character and inter it's the interactivity with the world and with your character that might make it even better than movies or books in some cases, because you do take an active role. It is why, you know, I heard someone explain it the other day. It's why horror games I can't play. It's just, they're difficult for me to play because it's too real. You know, it's like, I am actually, the, I'm the one that has to make the choice to go into this scary room and I wouldn't do it. You know, at least in a yeah, like, hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. I'm going to go back and get in the car. Bye. Bye. You know, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for you, for all y'all, but I'm out. And, you know, in, in a, in a book or a movie, at least you can distance yourself or separate yourself from whoever the main character is because they're doing it, not you, you know? And for me, it was, it was always too real. So, uh, so anyway, all that to say is, you know, gaming gaming has its place and it is an an incredible mode of entertainment but uh it does take some active involvement of parents uh just to do the research just flip the box over and take a look at it uh if you're setting up because nowadays everything is connected uh online and so setting up an account for your child that takes just a little bit of time but it will put in a lot of safeguards so that they can you will protect them from others because there are people actively such as EA yeah. actively trying to get people who are impulsive to make purchases, uh, you know, on things that they want. They're preying on our lack of control and which is unfortunate, but the only way you can really combat that uh, until it's illegal is to go in and actively make it to where it's, it's too difficult to, to, to do, you know, or, or impossible without a, without a check.
But that's my opinion. No, look, hey, you're the only parent in this group, so you know, <laughs> your opinion carries weight. You know, well, yeah, it, it, but I, but I mean, I think you could even speak for adults that that lack that impulse control. That that maybe there should be some sort of check, or maybe there should be some sort of way, or take it out altogether because maybe it's just kind of a devious, more than just dubious, uh, and other D words. I do think it's funny that games are the like one of the only things where while you're consuming it, you can also spend more money on it. Like if you download an album right. while you're listening to it, it's not like, Hey, buy this t-shirt. You know what I mean? Like support your favorite band. Like, well, if you buy that, we're going to release. Yeah. We're going to keep releasing songs, uh, but you have to buy them separately. Yeah. Um, even though they were all already produced, um, you know, but, and you can't buy them today. You can buy it next week, even though it's ready now. You know, and only one at a time. I know that is so weird. Yeah, I've never or another chapter of a book. You know, I I feel like next week we should do a topic that's like things that the gaming industry gets away with that you wouldn't be able to do in your real life. In real, <laughs> yes, let's we'll, we'll we'll table that and we'll come back to it later. So. <laughs> that will definitely be a topic. So, well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. We may even read it. Ooh. If we get one, email us. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.